talk about like how starting this kind of job started to make you feel on the inside. Like what were you feeling when you started to pick that up? That's a really good question. I'm glad you brought that up because I I do want to tie that into this. Um, So definitely at the start, like you said, it was a lot of external validation, right? And it's a lot of validation specifically on your physical appearance, which I feel like we will eventually have a whole topic on or a whole episode on this topic because it's, I mean, I know it is a big one for you, but it's such a big one for me in the sense that pretty much everything I've ever done like work-wise, like anything that I've tried to build has always been around my physical appearance. Mm. And this kind of transitions into like the next portion of the story that I want to share with like my fitness chapter and everything. Because when you're, when you're weight training, when you're someone who, and this obviously isn't everyone, but there's mirrors everywhere. You're constantly looking at yourself. The number one way to like track your progress is looking at your physical body measuring different areas of your body weighing yourself and stuff like that so with OnlyFans and being big into fitness and then starting fitness modeling all around the same time like while moving to a new city and hoping things were going to take off for me like my head was just being so filled with validation but it's an acceptance and approval, but it's all based on my physical appearance. Not to mention, like, obviously I know this about you and, and listeners don't know this, but like you experienced things growing up that probably you were more prone or needed those kind of validation. Oh my God. Well, it was one of those things where you were like, Oh, I, my cheeks are getting hot. Yeah, like feeling good. About, <laughs> I'm like, don't call me out. <laughs> yeah, oh, I won't. I won't no, no, go I wherever know, you don't want me to go. Obviously, it's your story. But no, everything like, you're saying is right, though. It definitely, you need certain certain people need that, need that to feel accepted, need to feel wanted, need to feel successful, need to prove themselves. Let's, to... let's just say this. It, my nickname in junior high when I was growing up, think of junior high teenage girl. You're like the most sensitive 12, 13, 14. you're such like puberty just yeah bodies changing developing you suddenly have sex hormones and like all this you want to be loved by everyone and that doesn't even include any of like the home stuff that's going on my nickname in junior high was body mm, just body whoa yep mine was al, al the albino <laughs> I would like I was really pale for that, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was no, but... like like skeleton girl. It's <laughs> so skinny. Like yeah, but I was still cute. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I was I just really you. pale and really skinny. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, mine was body, body, yadi, yadi. and it, I mean, I got the nickname from guys. Like, yeah. but kind of to like touch on what you just said there. Like, I don't think I. I don't think I could be the kind of person who could start an OnlyFans, who could start fitness modeling, and who would be so passionate into, like, achieving a specific body standard, a physical appearance in the gym, if I wasn't so hung up on my physical appearance. I grew up constantly being told I looked older, constantly being told how pretty I was and how pretty I was going to be. And I just, like, my head was full. I felt like that was the only thing. That gave you worth. That that was exactly what gave me worth, is my physical appearance. And that's still, like, you're saying that, and I feel goosebumps in my body now, because that still, like, hits so true to home yeah, now. And I, it, I mean, I think a lot of women feel that in this society, especially because... You're young enough to have grown up with, like, the Kardashians kind of taking over social media. Like, when I was growing up, it was, you know, Simple Life Paris Hilton. It was uh, Lindsay Lohan. I know, but it was more, it was now when we look at the Kardashian, there was a certain body figure. It was like we were being really skinny and having no boobs and no butt was like cool back then. But now all of a sudden it's like you need an ass, you need boobs, you need to look like you're 30 when you're 20. You need to have the lip fills, like the the big eyes, the all of those things. Mm-hmm. And like you kind of fit a little bit of that body standard. So well, definitely naturally. whenever like the thick booty, like as soon as that trend I'll call it or beauty standards started to like come out 
that's when I started to flourish, yeah. right? Because I'm like, that's that's me to a fucking T. I figure skated my whole life. I had a thick booty. I had thick legs. Like, she had I thicker. was a thick gal. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just always, that's always how it was. But yeah, like. And you were used to that attention. Like, sometimes I think we have certain attention and then it's like you don't want the attention, but when you don't have it, it feels like something's missing. So then you start to crave it. It's like we're craving things that aren't good for us. Mm. And like for me, like let's say sugar, for example, like I know it's really bad. I know it's not healthy for my body. I know, you know, I have certain autoimmune things that actually really hurt me when I have sugar and I still ignore it because like the desire, that craving to get that dopamine or that serotonin or that fix it's like enough for me not to care about all the consequences that were going that could go along with that a lot of the times it's subconscious as well too like these these thoughts and these habits and patterns they get you do it so many times it gets ingrained in your brain so I grew up and another thing is I figure skated so my physical appearance and like body dysmorphia and eating disorders it's large in that community well it's modeling dance fitness. figure skating fitness like all of those all of those sports and activities where you're literally putting your physical body out there for show for people to constantly be analyzing and judging and scrutinizing like it weighs on you and I grew up in that from a very young age I had a mother who was very adamant on that as well so I had that in the back of my ear I the only attention I got in school was when I was sexually expressive and it I felt like I was getting positive attention when I had no idea that it from, was negative. From guys. From guys, as a teen girl is, Which or is any girl. Like, yeah, any any woman who's heterosexual wants well, that attention, that's especially like during that time. Your check mark, like, I, oh, I'm doing something right if I'm getting attention. And it was always the popular guys in school. Like, I wasn't a popular girl, but when I got the attention from the popular guys, I felt like I was doing that something was right. Or, yeah, it was my validation. So, yeah. Fast forward through all of that, um, carrying those same facts over. Obviously, like I mentioned, I was super big into the fitness and I kind of went down the path of doing fitness modeling. Um, so around the same time that I lost my job at OTF, I I was just finishing up my personal training certification and I was actively working on my nutrition certification. So I knew eventually that I wanted to do something with fitness because I was so passionate about it. I had been going to the gym consistently like since I finished high school, I started going to the gym and was just, it was like my next love. Do you know what I mean? Like you have your sports that you grow up and you're like, oh, I love this sport. The gym was like that for me. Um, I didn't realize how unhealthy it was at the time. You were becoming obsessive now. Well, like, it was an addiction. It wasn't just a passion. It was like you started to feel like if you weren't going or not doing it, then you all of a sudden were going to potentially like lose all of this. The progress. Yeah. 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 And so another thing that I'll add like to this as well. To, oh. Also to your validation, what you're seeking. Like, well, also, I'm not going to be worth it if I don't go to the gym and fix my body. If I don't weigh this amount or if my butt doesn't look like this big and like all of this stuff it's like especially as a woman you feel like you become obsessed with making the world see what you think people want to see versus necessarily what you think your value is it's like they're saying I need to look a certain way so I need to do everything I can absolutely to make sure I stay and keep this same way yeah and the approval and acceptance that I was getting so I had like my platform on Instagram I was sharing all of my my fitness like I had been a thick girl so I I lost a lot of weight and I was showing that I was you know advertising what my body looked like my progress pictures what I was doing everything and I worked hard like people at the time looking at me and even me looking at the time I didn't realize that it was like a coping mechanism for everything that I was struggling with. But like I worked hard and I hustled and I, I made some serious progress. But also at the time when I first moved to Halifax, like I was so broke, I could not afford food. I didn't, I quite literally had negatives in my saving or in my bank account. And my friend was purchasing groceries for the two of us for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And we were not eating. Like we were eating the bare minimum, just enough to like not go absolutely insane. But that is when I hit the leanest point of my life, and it's because I was starving myself. Yeah. And that's also that's when like I the was things we don't see. You well, know? I was new to Halifax. I had all of these 
people in the fitness community who are like, oh my God, there's this new fitness girl. She is crushing it in the gym. She looks great. She's hot. Like she's a model as well. Like she looks awesome. I was getting so much positive reinforcement and feedback from people that it was fueling it was fueling this negative spiral that i had no idea i thought it was like the most positive thing that was happening to me in my life i was like this is great and that's so much more healthy i'm inspiring other people well you also think when you're someone who goes to the gym and tracks your macro like you're cultivating you think that's health yeah like when you're so deep in the health and fitness community and around all these people like you think that that's health and it's it's so far from it so this kind of led me into like it also, what? sorry to interrupt, but it also is happening around the same time, like influencer culture. Like TikTok exploded in 2020. You're, you weren't all of a sudden like a Kim Kardashian or you could be somebody who's just the girl next door or a girl from the island of PEI. Hmm. And all of a sudden everyone was like, okay, well, what can I do? What can I say? Who can I be mm-hmm. online now? And oh, yeah. so more people were flocking to online and starting to accept like, yeah, they were still following the celebrities, but now it was like, actually, I can follow just this random person off the street and they can become famous in like a day and they can yeah, start getting a following and have great. an influence. Yeah. And I love, and it, yeah, it's to kind of like elaborate on that point. Like, I like literally my friends at the time were like, oh, yeah, like this is Liv. She's a fitness influencer. And like people labeled me as that. I had like almost 13,000 followers on my little tiny fitness modeling Instagram account and like someone come coming from PEI who felt like she had done nothing with her life and was a nobody like it blew me the fuck up like I felt like I was going somewhere I felt like I had found my niche I found like I found my path and this is what I'm supposed to do so I decided to go all in for fitness coaching I had so many messages over the years of doing like my Instagram and the modeling and sharing my progress and everything. I had so many people coming to me and wanting to work with me and yeah, they're like, give me your tips, give me your secrets. Um, so I won't, I won't sit on this topic long because I feel like this, the fitness is going to be a whole other topic that we're eventually going to talk about and the health and the culture in that place. Oh my God. Anyway, um, so I worked with some clients for a while. I had done a little bit of client work in PEI, but it was like so, I had no idea what I was doing, you know, like didn't know how to run a fucking program or anything like that. You were still super young too. And was new to the gym as well. So it was very different. Um, But yeah, so I like essentially relaunched my fitness company. Live Bryant and Fitness is what I called it and like made myself a logo and I did the whole fucking thing. And I had, the most clients I had at one time was I think seven at once and I was drowning. Seven clients at once to handle was like way too many for me, even though the amount of money I was making off those seven clients like wasn't enough to make up for not having a full-time job. But again, I still had OnlyFans in the back. So I was I was fine. I was getting by enough because I had OnlyFans and then I had a little bit of money coming in from the online coaching. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to explain this in like a nice, short, concise way. <laughs> I... To sum it up, I'd been going to the gym for a total of six years when I decided to leave the fitness industry. And I was working with my clients. I was heavy into the fitness modeling. I still wasn't really doing explicit content on my OnlyFans yet. I think I was still mostly just sharing modeling and whatnot. And it kind of... So this was my last straw, I think. And now that I'm years away or years later, I can look back at it. I decided I was going to train for a bikini competition, which mm-hmm. anyone who knew me in my life at the time was like, why would you do that? Because mm-hmm. I was so against bikini competitions. I knew how fucked up they were for your health. I knew the extremes and... It's a very different culture. And well, most people don't understand like until they're in it or until they know somebody who's in it, like what really happens and what really goes on. It's the amount that you're putting your body through that people don't realize. And it's like, oh yeah, okay, like she got super fucking lean and like she was shredded and could literally pull her skin off of her body. Not her fat, her skin, because there was no fat there. But like... It's, it's so insanely unhealthy for you, but I decided to train for one. And I think the whole concept was like, fitness didn't feel like it was doing it for me. And I literally remember talking to like one of my closest friends and being like, I just need something to work towards again. Like I need something that makes me feel like I'm 
going somewhere in this community because I didn't feel things weren't feeling right for me for fitness. Mm-hmm. So doing a bikini. Do you think, like again, do you think it's because like there was small part of you deep down back there that just felt like it wasn't authentic? A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like you knew like you're smart enough and an intelligent enough woman to understand like you're trying to do something for people that is helping them, you know, helping them get healthy, helping them lose weight. But the way that this industry and this culture is, is it almost feels like you're contributing or participating in something that's not healthy, that's mm-hmm. being masked as really healthy. And don't get me wrong, like nutritionists and dietitians and coaches and personal trainers and fitness, like there is a lot of beautiful, wonderful, great people out there that culture can be really inspiring people who are and we need those yeah well you i 100 percent think i go to the gym i walk i play Mm -hmm. sports like i want to move my body like i definitely you need that that's great for mental health one of the number one biggest things that affects your health in in a positive way or physically mentally uh, yeah or a negative way yeah there's a fine like with everything there's a fine line of what becomes uh, you know, a hobby versus being like maintenance, like, you know, going to the gym for 30 minutes, moving your body every day up to an hour, like, you know, lifting two to three times a week, whatever that looks like. But then the, there's where it turns into like an unhealthy obsession or it yeah. turns into an addiction where it turns into, okay, I'm not doing this for my health anymore. I'm doing this for other people to make me feel like yep. I'm good enough. Yeah. And, but it's also like how much of that you tie to your physical appearance, but it's also those coping mechanisms in the background that you don't realize like when I was struggling with an emotion that I wasn't able to feel or didn't want to feel I would go to the gym yeah and like when you think about that you're like oh that's not so bad like she goes to the gym she and yeah people like I say actually that. give that advice sometimes well like, it's if like you're struggling go to the gym like, and it is go, go for, for a walk, walk right like yeah. like, air, like refresh your mind do put your body through some struggles so that your brain isn't struggling so much or so you can think about things more logically but what that did to me for so many years of doing that was it became an addiction like you shoved it you weren't actually coming back after and processing it you were just shoving it away being it was in a dissociation yeah you're using it as a distraction yeah and yeah that on top of like I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't eating the right foods. Like you think because you're tracking your macros. And so I want to touch on the point where you're like, you feel like you're, you're now becoming harmful to the community because you're affecting things well, just as neg- negatively as like what you're going through. Think about this. You're now getting people to pay you to be the professional and like healthy lifestyle. Meanwhile, you're starving yourself and you're going to the gym like three times a day sometimes and being very unhealthy. So it's like, you're telling these people like all these things, but you're not following those same things yourself and treating mm-hmm. your own body that way. Yeah. So you're probably having this like internal crisis of like, I'm supposed to be this person. Everyone thinks I'm this person. I'm such an influence. I'm so inspiring. Well, I was doing everything I could to be that person for, for the people. people. But you weren't, they don't really know what's actually happening. And this, this is another thing that's a problem with social media is because I'm showing like, and I don't get me wrong. I was very adamant on showing like my natural self, my depressed self. Like I would always share when I was not doing well. Like I was very, it was, that was something I was always passionate about because I felt like an imposter. I, that was one of the, I remember reading so many, but I'd be on the treadmill fucking walking my little heart out for like an hour and reading a whole fucking book on imposter syndrome and being like, this is me right now. Like I show up on Instagram as this healthy fit person. Everyone tells me I'm body goals. Everyone tells me they want my body. Meanwhile, I have the most severe body dysmorphia I've ever experienced in my life. Now I'm doing OnlyFans, which is just another gig that completely relies on my physical appearance, which at the time I did not attach or associate these together whatsoever, but all of this pressure started to come up out of nowhere. And this is, this is why I was pulling at straws. This is why I decided to do the bikini competition, which I knew I didn't want to do and was so unhealthy to make you feel alive. Well, it was when I know something's not working for me, I'll go to like almost extremes to prove that it is, even though I know deep down that it's not. Mm. So I feel like that was my like last kick at it so I was I trained for the bodybuilding competition for I was initially 17 weeks out and I went about 
six weeks into it and then found out because of COVID it was going to be pushed back another few weeks and my entire prep was going to become a 21 week prep which I was like 17 weeks is already pretty long for someone who is has been in the gym and already had a good base and now it was up to 21 weeks and I was just like this is now like I feel like the universe is telling me that I should not be doing this so at the same time that I'm having my coach guiding me to do all these new more extreme things so that my body can get to this extremely low weight that is so severely unhealthy for women and their hormones alone point blank we should never ever be at that that body fat percentage never we really like we're not 25 to to 30 percent body fat literally so yeah all of this like I'm learning all this new information that I already knew but at the same time am still coaching my other clients and I was I was really struggling to show up for them because kind of like you said I felt like an imposter I felt like a phony yeah everything that I was doing for myself people are some guilt and shame in there well people are complimenting me they're like you look better than you've ever looked and I'm like cool I starved myself for the last two months and I hate you feel like I'm going crazy and I've never had so many panic attacks in my life and my social anxiety is extreme like why am I so miserable meanwhile like we are not even considering the fact that this is still going on during COVID this is all during COVID we're like forget our own personal experiences for a second like the world the collective the entire society is going through something as a horrible for the first time in our lifetime really and you're trying to also navigate that navigate something so new and unknown like yeah the stress was there for sure you were still trying to find your purpose this whole time well I thought fitness was my purpose I was like I'm destined to be a fitness trainer I'm destined and some things that have always stuck true to me is I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to see that what I'm doing for myself or what I'm doing for other people is having a positive influence on them. When you think of coaching, that's like, it goes right with it, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it. This is so in line. I have my, my, I went to school for this. Like I'm doing my nutrition certifications and yeah, like this is going to go somewhere for me. I had so many people interested in working with me, but I could not for the life of me make it work out because it it wasn't meant to point blank um but yeah so I decided to quit the bodybuilding competition I decided to message actually end up doing it at all I did not finish the training I I can't remember exactly how many weeks in I think I was eight to ten weeks in when I messaged him and I was like yeah I my excuse was that like I don't want it to get pushed off and then, or I don't want to train for that long and then find out COVID cancels the whole thing again. When in reality, and this was kind of subconscious at the time, like I was coming to the end of my chapter with the fitness influencer coach life style that I was living there. Um, so around the same time that I decided, I think I quit my competition first, the training for it. And then I did a couple more weeks with my clients, but I told them shortly after that, like, hey, we're going to finish your sessions. We're going to finish what you've paid for. Yeah. But I just wanted to let you know that I'm not going to be continuing to coach from here on out. And they were pretty upset. I got, like, some concerns. And even, like, months after I did, like, they checked back in with me to see, like, how I was doing because it really caught people off guard. So... Yeah, so all of a sudden, like, somebody who's, like, almost at their peak and doing really well and being really successful is, like, just kidding, guys, I'm quitting. Yeah. And they're, like, what? Like, you're just getting started. Where's like, what? coming from? Yeah, like, yeah. we thought you were, you know, and I had people on, like, a waiting list who wanted to jump in after these clients finished up, and I just, I could not manage it, and I didn't understand why, and I thought there was something wrong with me, and it's only now, and let me finish the story up, and then we'll kind of get into this next part. So... I, when I decided to quit, I'm like kind of getting a little bit emotional. That's okay. That's what this is all about. This yeah. is, we're healing, girl. We're going through the stories. We're finding, you know, opportunities to be vulnerable and remember the things that make us who we are today and bring us to where we are right now, sitting across from each other, doing this so other people Can who are experiencing the same thing, who might be have in some it right insight. now. People yeah. that I know and love who've experienced similar things. And I th- I'm thinking about them and it's just like, we, you know, this this is really good. And we're, I thank you for sharing this and opening up. And like, I'm so proud of you. And, <laughs> Thank you know, you. This don't is, make me more emotional. <laughs> this is one of many, you know, vulnerable moments we're going to have. But it is. in the end, it's hopefully going to be healing for you. It, it's, I already know that it's healing and I, I can feel it in my body as we're even having this conversation. And I think another reason why I'm getting emotional is because I felt a lot of guilt whenever 
I decided to stop living that life and stop showing up as that person that I thought that I was supposed to be. And it was a lot of guilt for myself, but it was, I like, when you show up and have like a presence on Instagram, you feel an obligation to these people who you don't even fucking know. Yeah. And like, I didn't have, I wasn't a huge influencer by all means, guys. I had like 12,000 some followers. But like that's, it can be a lot for a small community. We're not, it, you know, we're not fucking LA, California. Like, well, I got a lot from people I knew locally. Yeah, a lot totally. of people built me up and a lot of people congrats. And it, it is something to be proud of. And like, yeah, like it, it is what it is. It, it was whatever. But shortly after I decided to quit the bodybuilding uh, competition and no longer coach clients, I cold turkey quit the gym. And that's, uh, this is the part that makes me the most emotional because I feel like I let people down. I feel like I let myself down. And it's like you had done all this work, you had built this image, you all of a sudden were like putting yourself out there to help other people. And then you're like walking away from it all. And you're like, imagine, I can imagine how fearful that is because you feel like, okay, this was supposed to be my purpose. This was supposed to make me feel good. This was everything I, you know, I'd gone through. And again, we haven't gone over your childhood or anything like that, but like and people don't know this, but this was a big deal. You were making money. You were being independent. It you was were moving all up. Self. There was a lot of stuff going yeah. on behind the scenes. So you finally get to like your peak and you're like... I think I found my path. I think I found my, my niche and I see my future. I see the future path that I'm about to take. And it all makes sense. It all lines up, right? Except for this massive feeling this of everything is wrong. wrong. Yeah. And I don't know Not why. Meant to be. So like how scary. Because like when you give that up, and you don't have a backup plan or you don't really know the reasons as to why you're not healed. You're not going through your journey at this point. You're not, yeah. you're doing reflection, but it's, you're still so young and naive into the whole journey that you're, Oh my you know, God. Like, so you'd have no idea what's coming. So like how no terrifying clue. for anybody who's like starting over in a way or like not even starting at all. Like you just kind of took a step back. Well, it So it touches on the feeling like your life is falling apart yeah. because Obviously, I felt like I was hitting rock bottom. I thought... Well, how are you going to pay your bills? Well, how I'm are like, you going to be able to do anything? Not even that, but like this this is supposed to be me. I'm supposed to be a fitness influencer. I'm supposed to be this fit girl Everybody that everyone me. looks up to. Yeah. I'm supposed to work with clients. I'm supposed to work with... And I was working with brands. Like I, I had all of the things that I was dreaming and manifesting for and they were happening. And, and when you got it, you were like, wait a sec, this doesn't feel good. It just... It wasn't lining up. And at the time, I didn't know enough about intuitive feelings I wasn't in tune enough with my body or even my spiritual spirituality in general to know that all of those feelings that I were feeling it wasn't that there was something wrong with me it was the universe and it was myself pushing me onto my proper path which I can look back on that and see that now but at the time the feelings that were coming up was failure that is the that is the only thing that I felt. And even like t- saying that word right now makes me so emotional because I haven't said this out loud. I've told my friends, like the people who knew that I just quit the gym and like quit. They're like, oh no, this is probably good for your health. And I'm like, yeah, no, it is. Like I've been going hard for way too long, but no You're one knew, out. no one knew the reality of like how severe my mental and physical health really, really was. Like I know Nora's coming over. Meowing. She heard me cry- yeah. crying. <laughs> crying. Crying. Hi. Yeah. And she's like, I'm intuitive. I know you're upset. Let yeah. me come cuddle you. I can't believe how long this episode is already, but <laughs> it's just like there's so much good stuff that goes to this. Like lessons. It's, it's things that I know yeah. other people have gone through or are going through and need to hear. And I also feel like Like I said, like I felt like I owed these people that followed me on Instagram and the people that wanted to work with me and the people that looked up to me, like I felt like I owed everyone an explanation and I just, like I just cold turkey, I I didn't say anything, I didn't show up on my Instagram and like really even address the fact that that I'm going to take a break. Well, I didn't even address the fact that I decided to quit the bodybuilding competition, whereas I was taking everyone on weekly, I was updating them on my weekly progress and everything, like I was very... And that was one of the biggest struggles is because I was putting so much of my life online for people to see and be a part of and whatnot that when it, my path changed so drastically, like 
Yeah, I felt like I was failing myself, but I felt like I was failing a lot of other people. Yeah, um, that's understandable. Yeah, so heavy, heavy little moment there. Um, this is a whole other topic that I am extremely passionate about, like health and fitness and that industry. And I can't wait for us to have another episode specifically on that because we have so much more to go into and I have so many more experiences to share and just, yeah, like it's really extreme stuff. Um, But yeah, kind of back to the point of now my life is fucking falling apart again. And I'm like, what, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like now I just, I have an OnlyFans and I'm like, okay, thank God for this. Yet again, OnlyFans saving my life and like just allowing me to just pay the bills and have enough money for food and get by and whatnot. But the biggest thing was I didn't know what my purpose was anymore. I felt brief senses of fulfillment from the fitness path, but it it wasn't what I thought that fulfillment was going to feel like. It wasn't what I thought I was going to get from that. And it's just the reality that it wasn't lining up with where I was supposed to be. I did my time on that path, but it was time for me to transition off to another one um so yeah this is like timeline wise this is about fuck like this i think it was midsummer of midsummer is a really good movie by the way (laughs) (laughs) off topic um of 2021 it would have been but yeah so after that it was like pick your socks up what the fuck are you gonna do now um and i think I started to hermit because I felt really ashamed of that. There was a lot of feelings that came up there that I definitely did not address and didn't even really know were happening at the time until like I'm years later now looking at it and I'm like, oh, well, I can point out what this was. I can point out what that was. But in the moment, I didn't know what was wrong. I thought I was really fucked up. And I think after that, I I went on depression medication and mm. anti-anxiety medication and did a little journey on that and the... What I really thought was wrong was I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. mental health is so fucked Why up can't that I, just be happy? I can't even coach people. I can't even go to the gym. I can't even, you know what I like mean? I like I had everything and I'm just giving it up. Why can't I be but happy? It's, but it's because of me. Because there's something wrong inside of me that I need medication for. It's a chemical imbalance and someone needs to fix me or I just need to fix this. Um, so yeah, that obviously was not the fucking case, but... Again, the only thing I was really focusing on was OnlyFans at the time. And I think it was shortly after this that I decided to start doing explicit content. Go full, full tilt. Well, you're like the extreme kind of girl. It's like you put yourself... I put my all in everything. Yeah, you're going to do it 110%. It's like like the preface of leaning up to like what you were doing with the fitness stuff. You kind of like taken that step back. You felt I was just doing it for me. So now all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I still have this thing that's been carrying me through for the last year. Mm -hmm. I don't have you know you're still not you're you don't have other jobs this is your only source of income yeah and you're now not focused on the gym and fitness and like distracting yourself with that timely consuming you know all-encompassing lifestyle so you're like I have more time more space now I guess more energy to put back into this other thing that's still kind of giving me that validation you're like I'm lacking my happiness in every other area of my life right now mm-hmm. but I'm still but kind what of is getting, filling me up yeah I'm still yeah. kind of getting slightly en- totally enough of that dopamine from that the you know the men or whomever's following you telling you how awesome you still are you're mm-hmm. now seeking again because you're still in that place where you haven't done a lot of the healing or growth you're seeking external mm-hmm. validation or seeking that external well, because filling f- your cup from somewhere else other than yourself and I felt like there was something so wrong with and me you could never fill your own cup. well I couldn't trust myself either yeah. it was like the only place to look was outsourcing like to get it from other people yeah, like plugging to... your plug into an outlet and getting yeah. the charge from wherever that is you know I think we talked about it in my episode. It's like some people go to drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever. Or I go to food. I love like snacks oh, and candy. And I go to food. I go to sex. Like, and I go to marijuana. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> like, like for me, there's other coping mechanisms. And yeah, obviously but we all, everyone has something or multiple. But like we have a really hard time to like sit still and be with ourselves and try to really understand where these feelings are coming from. And mm-hmm. at the time, you know, when you're young or when you're just, starting to ask like who am I what is my purpose why am I doing this why am I to here? start like making your own path yeah. Yeah. and that happens usually you know in our early 20s like yep. that's and then we have another one usually in our 50s I'd mentioned that last time that like midlife crisis and mm-hmm. if you're 
more on the spiritual side or you're meant to be in a spiritual place in your life, you often have those quote-unquote existential crises a lot earlier on in life so that you have the time and the path and the opportunity to start to question those things and really get Mm. to know live or whomever we're speaking about. But yeah, Yeah. so you're now like, okay, well, I'm not making enough really to sustain me more than just like my basic bills. So Mm -hmm. what can I do next to take that to the next level? So now all of a sudden, so for people who don't really know, explicit content would entail what? Well, it's, it's porn. Like I started to do sex work and create porn whereas so you just before went, you jumped from like modeling not, well, photos right into like here's my vagina every no time. <laughs> it wasn't like that um so my first year and a half which this timeline lines up because I started January 2020 so mid 2021 was about my year and a half mark and through that full year and a half I obviously had people asking for pussy pics I had people asking for oh do you have like fucking videos and and I was like oh my Jesus no what like I'm not sharing that with you like what do you mean and I I was like that back then I was like I would never share my pussy I will never I'm not creating explicit content but obviously like over a year and a half a lot more people started doing OnlyFans yeah and I I started and it's saturated yeah well now you have to stand out a little bit yeah you have to be like even then there wasn't a lot of locals that were doing it. And I always felt like there was the OnlyFans community. And then there was me who was doing OnlyFans, but I wasn't doing the same OnlyFans that everyone else was doing. I was doing what I was comfortable with. And it was very specific to me. And even now I would still say the same, except I'm definitely more in the community because I, I do sex work now. Um, but yeah, it, it slowly transitioned to that. It started with every now and then I do a custom video for someone or, I would, I started sharing titty pictures is I think where it started. Titties, obviously. And then eventually I titties. (laughs) I know. And then eventually went to nude. But even now, like my, my OnlyFans is very, like you can see everything, but you also don't get to see everything just for free. Like I, I'm very strategic about how I utilize it and to use it to make money. You're officially rated R now. Like you are. Oh yeah. You're, oh, yeah, you're but been. you're, yeah, you're doing it all. But the, also like, you know, the more you do, the more you can charge, the more money you can make from this. And at this point you're trying to build a life for well, yourself. Well, I was also trying to make it my full-time gig yeah, because exactly. I had this like quarter life crisis where I was like what I thought that I was going to do with my life didn't work out for me and it actually made me really unhealthy and really unhappy and I fucking I I died I was so depressed I was I literally like the core of who I thought I was broke in half and I was just like well I don't know what to do with these two parts because they don't go back together so it was like finding myself all over again. And let me ask you a hard question that I'm sure some of our listeners are probably thinking, like, why don't you just go get a normal job, Liv? Oh my God. Like, (laughs) I know you mentioned, okay, well, I'm, you know, I hate authority. I don't want to work for other people. Like you had this freedom now for a year Mm. and a half to kind of be, you know, 23, 24 years old working for yourself and working, you know, not nine to five hours. You're working a few hours here, a few hours there. You can work on weekend in the morning. It's all like your own freedom. So like, but other people are probably sitting there thinking like, okay, well just get a job. Just go serve again. Just, you know, go, go back to school. Like what, what's, what was that for you? Well, though that, I mean, those, all those questions came up countless times. Right. And even Literally up until a couple of weeks ago, I was on the phone with my mom talking about a potential job opportunity that I'm absolutely not taking, nor should, will I. But like, yeah, there, there's always that feeling in the back of your mind. Like for the longest time, I wouldn't even tell people that I did OnlyFans yeah. personally because I was keeping it kind of secret from people who I didn't want to know because people judged immediately. Even if I wasn't doing explicit content on there, they immediately thought I was scandalous, which I hated that. Um, but also just because it's like... I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like it was a real job. And I felt embarrassed to tell people that that's what my job was. And even up until like the well, past... there's a huge stigma. Yeah. And even until like the past year, like 
I've really only now been able to be like, yeah, I do sex work. I create porn. I am a sex worker. I am a full-time adult content creator. Yeah. Like, I I tell people now what I do because... You're well, trying to own it. Well, yeah. And kind of like I said about how I'm super passionate about, like, health and fitness and, like, helping people. Another one is sexuality. I don't think that we need to be ashamed of our nude bodies. I think it's pathetic that we hide ourselves in clothing all day when we all have the same parts. We literally were born naked. Like, I don't know. I just, I think sexuality and the stigmatization. You're born naked, the rest is drag. <laughs> oh my God. Paul. <laughs> the stigmatization around just like nudity and the female body and sexualization. I I have some big, big You're feelings. a big free the nipple kind of girl. I totally am. And yeah. there's no way that I could be the kind of girl that jumps on an OnlyFans and starts doing this kind of work if I wasn't that person. So, right. And this is also like, I think, <clears throat> you know, we'll go back to like women in their bodies and we definitely have society societal pressures like you were saying and like a lot of us are I guess groomed or told certain things at such a young age oh god that like, yeah I mean I know me I'm I, I listen to your story and obviously you guys like Liv told me mostly everything and I think some days I'm like I could never like my mind goes and I'm like I could never do that oh my god I could never put myself in that position mm-hmm. but like so I kind of have but just not with strangers like with boyfriends or guys I like oh like, god yeah I've done a lot of that stuff like privately in my private life with my partners but like to imagine putting myself out there. Well, a lot of people struggle alone to just be able to do that with partners well, or with themselves. Or stand by myself in the mirror and well, look and at myself it, and find right? love for my body. Like, but I then have a hard time with that. Do all of that on the internet and then share it with people and also accepting, be confident in Accepting it. money from that too. Oh, like that, oof, that in that itself a is a whole other boundary. I'm sure oh my like, God, it's yeah. a, we could get the into that. The amount of therapy I've, that, I've done on this. You guys have <laughs> But no like, idea. that's the thing. Like it's, funny because I like joke to you even I'm like oh you're like paying or charging like $50 a photo now here I am like giving it to a guy on tinder for free like and I'm like okay I can't judge you for that if I'm I'm doing things like this for free and not even like getting anything except a ghost the next day I'm like oh I'm really that bad guys no just kidding but no I'm begging for more until I say no and then they ghost so you know that's all I'm like just sign up for my friends only fans shut the fuck (laughs) that is a good point to make because that was another thing that I definitely struggled with was the energy exchange well that with the money and also like thinking oh I'm I'm doing something wrong I'm a slut but not the good one I'm you know there's listen we will definitely have a lot of topics on sexuality and I have a lot of stories and a lot of they're fun unfortunate history yeah (laughs) I'm like I'm I'm starting to think of my stories I'm like wait they're not fun (laughs) no a lot of it is not fun um, but a lot of it is great because like this conver- these conversations are like important to have. Well, and, it's talking about it, yeah. right? Like uh, this is a huge for me that I'm able to sit here and even honestly though, say that I'm a sex worker yeah. and this is the type of work that I do and to be open about my full time gig and like yeah. what I've been doing over the past few years. Like I felt so shameful to like share that with people and I felt shameful specifically because I I did the fitness thing before and I felt like I I made it before and that didn't work out and I failed at that so now I'm doing this and I just felt but I felt like it was a downgrade because sex is so such a shameful thing the body industry or the fitness industry rather is like celebrated and people online are like the positive feedback from everyone was insane and then as soon as I started doing OnlyFans like like, whoa you just took a turn well it's not the same and and women specifically start judging you more and like they have negative they just yeah I mean I can't lie it's like I definitely before I learned like there's moments where I'm just like oh and then you immediately have a moment of like, oh, she's that kind of person mm-hmm. before you get to know like live guys is like she doesn't wear makeup. She wears like she's in a fucking like sporty spice Adidas <laughs> like sweater, which I'm, I'm literally jealous of. always like, not, like you dude. don't. Yeah. And it's just like 
you're funny and goofy and like a child sometimes. Oh my god! And it's fully. like definitely there's like two very different sides of you. There's I mean, so many sides. I to spend me. Like, time am I a with yeah, like, right. <laughs> like you probably it's probably in your chart. We'll, we'll Listen, do, definitely. My mom was that. a Gemini. So my mom's me, a Gemini too. Oh right, maybe we got that from them. And I always joke my parents are both Gemini. I was like, I grew up with four parents, not two. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's let's get back. I know this episode's getting long, so let's is, let's talk yeah. about you know where you're at right now. Obviously we kind of skipped over where you're now doing explicit content full-time you're making some money mm-hmm. but all of a sudden something changed and that same feeling that you had with the fitness stuff when that started to creep in is starting to creep back in again so now Ugh. let's fast forward to where you're at with how you're feeling about what you've been doing the last year yeah so yeah I mean literally just you saying exactly that gave me like a pit in my stomach which tells you yeah where I'm at yeah so yeah um I mean as we've kind of mentioned throughout this podcast and based off the stuff that I've or throughout this episode sorry and based off the stuff I've been sharing a lot of the things that I've been doing have been associated to my physical appearance and a lot of external validation and it it's all trauma unfortunately um so here I am in another gig doing something that is completely and solely based on my physical appearance and, and now other people it's not just the way that my physical appearance looks like you said it's pleasing other people I now yeah. have to get these people off and I have to make them enjoy my content or enjoy me enough that they want to stick around and keep paying it's me like and threatening and still like draining you absolutely and it's if it's not something that you feel like is sustainable or your passion it's a lot harder for us to show up to a job every day it doesn't matter if you're a cashier a waitress Mm -hmm. a construction worker or a sex worker it doesn't matter if you're showing up every day you have to put the extra energy emotional energy Mm -hmm. physical for you and other people who are in physical labor jobs like it it dwells on us and takes a lot more um effort to do things that we're not passionate about anymore and maybe we once were and uh, we change we're evolving species we're not we're cyclical we're we're changing all the time so like what worked for you last year and like the new people that enter your life the conversations you have and as you get older you're starting to it all mold into a new elevated version so Yeah. yeah like so we had met in may of last year mm-hmm. um slightly above that but you know really hung out in may for your birthday and that you know started to be right that summer was when you started to shift into yeah, yeah. so i mean coming to the end of 2021 i started going to therapy for the first time in my life um and a lot had come up i was in a relationship at the time and that's actually the relationship is actually kind of what pushed me to start therapy because we were having issues in our relationship with me not having enough sexual energy for him when I was working a full-time sex work job. For everyone else. For everyone else. And like, that's, that, like what he was asking, well, I mean, we won't get into that. Specifically just this. Let's just talk about this little point though. Yeah. It's fair to be like, in a I relationship want my with someone. girlfriend to, yeah, like, I to want have them. a sexual relationship that's healthy. And I want it to be for me first before it's for all these right, other so, randoms right. on the internet. And whereas... that in itself is really difficult for people. I'm sure there are people who might listen who have a partner who does OnlyFans and if they're not participating in it, because I know a lot of couples do things together, but like I know for me, I could personally, and that's just a me thing, would mm-hmm. personally never be able to date somebody who's doing OnlyFans because I like that's just that's a private thing that I want to keep in the bedroom for us and yeah. like knowing that he's doing that for other women or other men like yeah. obviously it's not something that Dude, I it feel is not for everyone with. yeah no and even like even just like friendships around like that's it's hard to be around I absolutely and I've had guys literally tell me like I could never date someone who does that and I'm like okay well you're in the wrong place because this is what I do and yeah like I don't know. I've not had really a successful relationship while doing OnlyFans yet. Um, yet is what I said. But mm. we will see if that ever happens. I'm not saying that you can't do sex work and have healthy relationships because you absolutely can. There's millions of people out there who are doing totally. it right now. Yeah. But I think what it came down to was my personal sexuality was starting to struggle and that's why it wasn't doing so well in my it's relationship like doing the opposite of what you were trying to do originally it's like i'm you were saying like free the nipple i'm empowering myself i'm learning to love my body and like being open and vulnerable in that and I, way. S- I still stand by that because there was so much positive like that i got from that and it reinforced a lot of those beliefs for me and i got to actively 
like show up in life right but it gets to a point where it's like I need something more beyond that. Like you've learned this lesson. You're you're strong and independent, powerful woman. Mm-hmm. You, anybody who meets you knows that, you know, on the outside at least, we're going to see this, you show up in a really beautiful way. But now you're at a place where you're like, okay, I'm, I feel like my internal life is falling apart. I, I'm not feeling happy in my job anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm not... I'm changing and evolving and my job's staying the same. And Mm -hmm. so now I need to make an effort to see something else and to find something else that's more aligned with the live I am today versus the live I was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And exactly that. I just eventually started to realize that like, yeah, I was good at OnlyFans, but was it something that I wanted to do necessarily? Or was it... I think what it was, was I was already doing a lot of the tasks that I started doing when I started my, I was already living like that. I was already being sexually expressive. I was exploring new things. I was meeting new people and engaging with different partners. And I was putting myself into that community and into that lifestyle. So then when I started actually doing that work full time, and now I'm, I'm not relying on anything else, right? I'm only doing this now full time. It started to catch up with me that like, all of that energy that I had for myself before that felt so like I always felt like I had so much sexual energy and I didn't know why like I felt like there was something wrong with me and I'm like it just doesn't make sense then when I started putting all of that towards this one job it's like I suddenly didn't have any of that for myself anymore and everything become sex become like sex shouldn't be work sex is meant to be pleasurable well it is it's not meant to be something that you do and take your emotions and it's like yeah. it's like it becomes a mental and physical thing versus like an emotional spiritual experience and now you're kind of utilizing a place a piece of us like it's like the same thing as like food and water and shelter like sex is one of maslow's hierarchy of needs it's mm-hmm. like they're on the bottom of what we need to we have our human species needs, yeah. come from that experience yeah. and our sexual organs are a massive part of like why we've evolved to who we are so that basic need is now becoming a chore and now imagine how you must be feeling well it literally like the chore that hit really hard it was a chore it was all work and yeah I mean the further that I got into this this field of work I mean people do collaborations right like that I started to get to a point where I wasn't able to manage what I was doing all on my own anymore. It was starting to weigh on me. I did a lot of solo content, but I wasn't, I didn't, I mean, I shared a couple things. You kind of have to innovate and keep changing. People get bored. Well, totally. But also like there's more to do in, in it than what I was doing. I wasn't sharing boy, girl content or any girl, girl content or anything like that. I was just sharing me. It was just my stuff and people love that. And I was doing really great off that for a while But then I started sharing some stuff with said boyfriend that I was with and then our sex life kind of plummeted and then my money kind of started to plummet because I now have this person asking for my sexual energy when I would try to give it to them, my work would plummet. So it was just this battle of I'm like, well, I don't know how to have a healthy sex life with my boyfriend and how to have a healthy work relationship when... They're both my asking, well, when they're both asking for the same energy that I already am starting to feel like is depleting. And then you nothing for yourself. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm trying to work so much and work more hours and come up with these new ideas and create more so that I can get somewhere with it and start making more money and start doing better on it. Let's not even get into inflation. Well, oh God, <laughs> we won't do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to kind of wrap this up, I guess. Um, Where are you at now? How are you doing now? I am still in the same place. Yeah. And that's scary to say on here because I don't want, like, I'm scared that my fans and the people who support me will be like, oh, sh- she doesn't want to do this anymore. She's she's going to kick the curb. She's going to like run ending. out on a, yeah. yeah. And, like, that's a fear because this is all I do for work right now, guys. And kind of going back to the question you asked me earlier why don't you just get a a normal job a real job like everyone else I fucking tried and I can't like if you're someone who does not work in the corporate nine to five 
hustle. Like I'm just, I will never be that type of person. I never will be. I don't believe in it. Even my friends who do it, no offense to the people who do, but I don't believe in it. I don't trust it. And I think it's, y'all are just as unfucking happy working for that corporate job that you hate as I am doing a job that isn't fulfilling me. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like and there's that's okay. I everybody you don't have to. And like and that's the thing. You your soul craves other things. It does. Creativity, and it will. art, culture. Yep. And and a lot Pleasure. of people out there are like that. You're you're slower living. You're not a hustle and bustle person. I never that's, will be. And you're I mean you're a Taurus baby. I'm a Taurus I'm meant to literally be in a fucking forest never <laughs> yeah. working again like so I think like let me just give my perspective and like short and sweet but from what I've seen from the May 2022 to the almost March 2023 you've grown a lot and you've started photography and you're really good at it and we started this podcast that we jokingly talked about in in August of Literally. last year yep. and it's going to come up a year a year this summer Which and is crazy. like this is art this is culture this is sharing this is this storytelling is this is your passion this is the fire this is the part of you that you tried to find in OnlyFans that you tried to find in the fitness industry that yep. you tried to find in like modeling like things that you know are fun and exhilarating but it's not your purpose it's not mm. who you are it's not why live was put on this earth and i i see and i think you know we always say everything happens for a reason people come into your life or for whatever that might look like and i know you're struggling to find what makes live's fire ignite but from what i'm seeing is you're doing an awfully good job at continuing to fight for that and to continue to to work on things that make you happy <laughs> which is the photography the the storytelling from the podcast yeah. art on social media our sharing of like positive and again not toxic positivity but like real life stuff mixed with like motivation and inspiration and passion mm-hmm. give yourself some credit yeah. this is not a forever thing you're yeah. not going to be opening up your butthole for everyone for the rest of your life. And yes, sorry, that's threatening to people. She's doing it for the foreseeable future. This, you know, this right now, this is just a hobby. But it it's it's a part of your story and it's going it to be a beautiful part of who Liv is tomorrow. I also think like this whole, the whole gig around OnlyFans and the path that led me to OnlyFans and like where I am now and everything that you've basically just said, like, I would not be in this tremendously deep pit of healing right now if I didn't go through all of this. The reality is I went through a lot of sexual traumas, a lot. And a lot of those things didn't really... Funny how that shows up in other ways, right? Well, that's what I'm trying to say. It didn't even... A lot of that stuff I wasn't even really aware of for myself or like in this relationship with this person. Like none of that stuff would have come forward if I didn't do a gig like OnlyFans and I'm aware of that and I also think I wouldn't be in this place where I can look back and be like I am solely fueled up by external validation of my physical appearance by people yeah. like I wouldn't have well, you're that tying your, like we kind of talked about with my episodes like I was tying my identity to how much as we I do influence and be successful and make money and have a title and like you're kind of tying your identity to yeah. the same deal but in a, just a different industry so yeah. it's all relative and it, we all do it at some point in our lives whether we're tying our worth to being a mother mm-hmm. or how good of a, a entrepreneur or you know whatever that might look like for us as an individual like it is really hard not to externally tie our value to things that are outside of ourselves. It is a very difficult journey to like slow down, take a step back and like get to know us. We're so distracted by our kids, our partners, our family members, our friends, society, our bosses, our jobs, our coworkers, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like that yeah. like we don't get the chance to like ask ourselves those tough questions and like give us ourselves the opportunity to actually like answer them. Also, how often do you actually like just sit with yourself and don't outsource for other people's opinions so we 
We tie a lot of our identity into all of these things because we have our friends, our family, randoms on the internet, all these people that we're surrounding ourselves with daily. We have them like shoving it down our throat. And sometimes it's so supportive and it's so loving and it comes from the best fucking place. But it's hard not to hear all of these things and to take them into account and to almost like morph yourself into being this person that you think everyone wants you to be so badly. And that's really what I think what I think this whole episode and this whole journey and this, why this is such like a very passionate thing for me to share is because I'm 26 years old and I can tell you that I am still up until this very moment living for other people. I am living my life and showing up as a version of myself that is catered for other people. And that's, I like that you brought in the photography. I like that you brought in the podcast because that's really where I want to end this on is like, I'm not staying here forever. One thing that I learned after failing through the fitness path and that whole industry and it not becoming what I thought. Yes. Choosing a different path from that one is that when you feel like your life is actually falling apart, we've said this before, it's not, it's, it's not beautiful opportunities and realizations come from those deep, dark, hurtful, painful broken places well everything that you think is tearing you down and is ending your life is happening for you because you can't see it yet you don't know why you don't know what the end destination is and in those moments it's really fucking hard to even like attach that to anything positive it literally feels like the universe is out to get you and i've been there countless times and i'm in another state where i'm like again really like again i have to go through this where i have to come to the realization that everything that I've been doing every day is not for me anymore. And it's really heavy and it doesn't feel good. It feels fucking awful. But to kind of lighten this a little bit, I'm now at this place where I am continuing to do my job. I'm working, whatever my job is, doesn't matter. I'm doing my job the exact same as everyone else is doing their job. But I have in the back of my mind that there's something out there that is going to fill me up and is going to be my job one day but it's not going to feel like a job anymore and I thought that was only fan and it was for a little bit it didn't feel like work and it didn't feel like something I had to keep up with which was probably why I did so well on it and it was it felt like it was going to go somewhere long term for me but now that's where photography and the podcast and showing up in the world as my real authentic self I want to people to get to know like the real heart of you and not the physical you stop looking at my body stop telling me that I'm body goals stop telling me that I have a fat ass that you'd love to fuck me yeah and get to know me as a person get to know who I am I have more value to bring to this world like people any this is a recurring comment that I get from people who meet me who have known me based off like my internet persona they meet me and they're like oh wow I wasn't expecting you to actually be able to hold conversations the way that you do or I definitely wasn't anticipating you to be so kind and caring and down to earth and I'm like y'all I am a cool fucking person who just happened to share a weird ass version of herself on the internet and it's Like, that's parts of me, don't get me wrong, but... That's not all of you. The person that you'll be hearing mumbling and jumbling and going on and on and on on these fucking stories on fucking the podcast episodes, this is the real live. I mumble. I fuck up. I do all these crazy different things. But yeah, I would say that I'm finally in a place where I'm pursuing my next passion and... Yeah. And this one's a good one. Guys. I, well, it is a real good one. This one I think is I think it's it this yeah, time. We got this. The, don't get me wrong, the path is not going to be what I think it is and it never will. It never is, trust me. But I think that's that's kind of the the joy and the positivity in it, right? Is you leave it up to the universe. You will you trust, trust in they have your back. In the universe and your higher self and they're both what everyone is watching you and guiding you. And it's just yeah keeping keeping hope yeah hope is really important and you know my I think I also mentioned this before is like the thing that keeps me going is like my unwavering faith Mm. that it's going to work out that it's gonna be okay one day believing it despite all the continuously difficult and beautiful things throughout your life like you have to have this trust this faith this hope this belief that what 
will be will be and it will be for you for the best possible opportunity and whatever that looks like you know you may be able to have a vision of it or not but trust that it, it is meant for you and, and not happening to you so yeah exactly. anyway I'm really proud of you good job on your sharing and I know this was really tough for you I know this is you opening up about a part of you that is open but like not actually has felt closed yeah. for like so long so now yeah. you know it's just the doors creaked open. We're going to start to open the floodgates and see what I we... literally feel like this conversation is like opening... The door. Like, like my, this next week for me is going to be crazy. Yeah. Like I'm going to have so much like... <laughs> Reflection. Just a lot of trauma yeah. will come up and well, trigger, which is great. What we it's, need, right? It's, everything what is happening You're for a reason. trauma mamas. We are. Yeah. We're going to talk about our traumas with you. We're going to guide you through your own even though we don't really know what they are right now, but I'm sure they're on par with ours because everyone's going through something, multiple things. And yeah, we have a lot more to relate to each other than we realize, which awesome. is beautiful. Yeah. Well, speaking about others, like what's, what are we doing next week? Yeah. I mean, next week we're going to get into <laughs> a little bit of a interesting, funnier, we're gonna, lighter. So these were some heavy, heavy topics for us. I know you guys are obviously just listening, but for us, it, it's been very emotional and heavy to talk about these things, which is, it's great. Um, but yeah, next week's is going to be a little bit of a lighter episode. Um, it's going to be something that probably everyone, no matter what you're going, what going through in your life, everyone can relate to this in some way, shape or form. We're going to be chatting about relationships, the best, the worst those good, the bad, the ugly. Those awful online dates, those Tinder, Hinge, yeah, Bumble. you know, just like, yeah, we're what two single like? girlies yeah, what's right it now. Like to be single in your thirties and in your twenties, and and you know, all of and the dating fun culture, stuff. dating and... culture, relationships. So stay tuned for that for sure. Yeah, it definitely won't be as long as this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God love yous. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone. We are, yeah, we're going to sign off here and we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening to our ramble, our stories being shared with you. We do greatly appreciate it. All right. Bye guys. Bye. gonna turn it off and then we'll digest (laughs) there's a lot to go through there holy